we're unabashedly obsessed We've got to get it off our chest Please sit there and be quiet Hey everyone Hello Welcome to Unabashedly Obsessed, a podcast where we talked about basically anything related to pop culture And not-so-pop culture Um, I am James I am Erin, and today we are joined by a very special guest. Everybody say hello to Papa Narwhals from Pokemon Go Radio. Hi, Nar. Hey, everybody. Hey. Guys, it's, it is good to be unabashedly obsessed with you guys. Pretty excited about this. I'm excited to hear you say that. <laughs> and I'm going to yeah. hold you to that, and in the future you are going to be getting tweets every single week asking if you've listened <laughs> to the latest episode. That's, <laughs> I was hooked after the... Fire Emblem episode where I found myself listening to a game, a video game that I had zero intention of playing about relationships that I knew nothing about and being invested. I was like, holy shit, this is so cool. I just love being able to talk about whatever the heck you want to talk about. That's so cool. Also swears. That's fun too. Yes. Yeah, no, swearing is fun. <laughs> so is yep. Fire Emblem. You should play it. But today's I episode is- OG in... one. Oh, like- Like back from... in the day. That was like in the 90s, right? Uh, not that, not was, that old? Yeah, maybe it was, uh, I don't know what generation it was. There was a girl, her name started with an L. I don't know, but I played it for a minute. Okay. Had a Black Knight. It was dope. Okay. I, I have not gone back that far. I don't know if I could even find a way to play that old one at this point. It was on the sweet flippy Game Boy. I don't Ooh. know which one that was. Fancy. Um, so before we get started with our topic for today, James, you had a couple no-context corrections? Uh, I did, um... The first uh, couple come from uh, our friend Liz. Yes. Um, and uh, she wanted to. Uh, that we were uh, last episode. We were talking about uh, situations where someone, an actor, changed, but the character stayed the same, and uh, it was acknowledged on the show. And Liz actually came up with two examples. Uh, the first was Becky on Roseanne uh, when yep. Sarah Chalk took over. Um, apparently, I didn't actually see that. I've actually seen remarkably. Not a lot of Roseanne. It feels like it was always on, but I never watched it. <laughs> I feel like it was on right before or right after a show that I watched, and so I've seen about 10 seconds of probably every episode. Yeah, yeah. And that's um, it, but I've never actually sat down and watched one. You got the gist of but it. But I guess I they... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think they uh, I think they acknowledged it on that show. And then also uh, Aunt Vivian on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air uh, also changed actresses, and, then, and hmm. they ch- I think they acknowledged it on there, too. Um, oh, did I was they? Talking... Oh, I thought they didn't acknowledge it on that. Did one. they not acknowledge it? Because we were talking no, it about was just straight one viv to the next viv. Yeah, <laughs> and they just rolled with it. They did yeah. that. They also did that on uh, Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman, which probably nobody but me remembers ever <laughs> yeah. watching. But they changed um, the daughter Colleen from this actress who was like blonde and like a little on like the the buxom side to this skinny brunette girl. Right. With. No, with not even no close. reference. Yeah, not like, you know, oh, Colleen, you dyed your hair. Or, you know, oh, Colleen, you must have oh. been... Uh, the dude from uh, the dude from Bewitched, Daryl. They changed Darren. Darren, that's right. Darren, that's they, the one, yeah. Um, Dick Sargent, uh, Dick York changed to Dick Sargent. There you go. There's mm-hmm. another one. Yeah. I just didn't even comment on it. Except for the Will Ferrell and Nicole Kidman remake, when they made that joke like, you can be replaced. Right, right. I don't think I've ever seen Bewitched, the movie or the show, which shouldn't surprise anybody listening to this because <laughs> I haven't seen anything. You didn't get you didn't get on that Nick at Night 
when you were a kid? No. I I mean, we like we had Nickelodeon for a little while, and I think I probably saw some of them. I remember watching a lot of Mr. Ed. I don't yes. know why. Yeah. Uh, well, no, on. I do know why. Because I was cause, no, because I was obsessed with horses as a kid. Oh, there you go. Are you um, sure that Mr. Ed wasn't that wasn't Roseanne you were watching? That was two different shows. <laughs> just to be clear, because it can be similar. I don't know. John Goodman in the right light, you could be confused. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, that's really mean, though. I love John Goodman. I like him, Aww. too. And a great example of a TV guy making the switch to a movie guy. He's a great actor. That's true. You yeah. know, it is uh, it is amazing. Right before this call, um, my, my, uh, my friend Mark and I were talking about Hi, John Goodman. Hi, Mark. Um, were you really? We were talking about John Goodman, and, and we were like um, – because we were, we were joking about, like, we were playing the game of like um, how Married with Children is a prequel to Modern Family, like you know, like, okay. uh, like and so we were That's saying awesome. like um, Scr- Scrubs and Everybody Loves Raymond were a prequel to The Middle, but uh, Roseanne was a prequel to Scrubs. Okay. Um, so then we got on that John Goodman talk, and we were like, "How did he come up? What did he do?" And it turns out, like, he basically was a football player that got injured, and then he just started doing off-Broadway theater. (laughs) That's awesome. Oh. That's random. And then, like, he did, like, commercials and stuff. And then uh, in 1980, when they basically fired the entire cast of SNL, and they had – and Lorne Michaels quit for five years and stuff, um, they had auditions, and people like Jim Carrey and Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee Wee Herman – uh, mm-hmm. All auditioned, and John Goodman auditioned, like basically with no TV comedy acting experience whatsoever. Huh. That's he was basically amazing. like, "Yeah, I'll give this a shot." <laughs> did he? Did he get it? Oh no, 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 no! Oh, Jim okay. Carrey and Paul Rubens and Jim, John Goodman and a whole bunch of other people didn't get roles on that. Interesting. And the people who got roles on that, besides like Eddie Murphy, um, you you've never heard of him. <laughs> yeah, there was a dark okay. time in the early '80s in the SNL history. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. And then in the mid '80s, uh, Lorne Michaels came back and started hiring people you've heard of, like Phil Hartman and John Lovitz and okay. stuff like that. So, anyways, uh, so it was so weird that we that we we found ourselves at John Goodman. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were talking about um, my, Mark and I were talking about uh, lamp shading, which is uh, on a sitcom where. Something. It sounds weird. dirty. Yeah. It does sound dirty. It's <laughs> it not. It sounds real um, dirty. TV shows you watch it, man. We can work that into <laughs> our uh, our story, right, James? I'm sure we can work that into our our joint UFO story somewhere. <laughs> wait, wait, you know, a wear lamp, third party. Um, he's a man who yeah, turns sure. into a lamp. Uh huh. He's he's really bright. Um. <laughs> oh. Hold on, James. That was an excellent pun. That was a fantastic uh, lamp pun. <laughs> Um, but so lampshading is when something happens that like it, it's a it's a lacking in the TV production, like the writing or the production or whatever. And instead of trying to like gloss over it, you point at it. You basically point it out as a joke. Okay. So like okay. making a joke about look, we've switched actors is lampshading the fact that you've switched actors. And okay. I think it comes from. When someone's trying to hide on, like, an old sitcom, like, they just put a lampshade over their head and oh. try and act like a lamp, even okay. though they're obviously not a lamp. Got it. So. Interesting. Um, and if not, Mark will surely get back to us with what lampshading actually is and where it actually comes from. So. <laughs> yes, he will. <laughs> like a full history that involves John Goodman, weirdly. Yeah, exactly. Yes. He'll be like, oh, no. It, because... Yeah, John Goodman's father, Lampshade Goodman, 
was. Uh... <laughs> and then you can't just make anybody a lampshade. This isn't not. No. <laughs> no, no, yeah, exactly. You have to earn it. Um, it's shady business. Um, so uh, the other. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is that uh, in Joe versus the Volcano, uh, Meg Ryan actually plays triplets, not just twins. Oh. So. Okay. <laughs> wow. I was like, of course she does. That's so basically she out Eddie Murphy to Eddie Murphy by one. Um, you know, just saying she the gloves were thrown down and she just never mm. uh, you know put another movie out where she did that. So when did Eddie Murphy Meg- play twins? Oh, he, Eddie Murphy is famous for constantly playing multiple characters in movies. Like, oh, okay. I was like, did, yeah, yeah. No, I knew that, but I'm like, did he specifically play twins? Like, why did you pull Eddie Murphy instead of any of the other actors who've played twins? I guess Haley Mills really originated the the whole thing, but uh, yeah, Haley Mills was the one who comes to mind for me. I was just gonna say, I'm not sure how I feel about this as a as a twin. I, this <laughs> is like some Lindsay Lohan stuff that Meg Ryan has done. She stole work from our people. We got like a whole union thing. We don't tell you people about. We're super weird, uh, but it's, now, it's a now problem. See though, We're gonna have to Can strike. you really get mad at us, you know, singleton siblings for stealing roles from you when we don't know that you guys are out there? Because I, th- I, don't, I mean, and if you haven't told Meg Ryan that twins are a thing, then how is she supposed to know? That's a good point. And it was the '80s, or maybe even the '70s. When did that movie come out? Maybe there weren't any. There twins may not have been twins I back in the '80s. Don't know. Yeah, uh, it's possible. What was the movie? Someone um, played their twin played like their their body double or something in in one in a movie. That was I, it twins? Yeah, it was there. It was the person's like actual twin. Schwarzenegger. It wasn't. No, it wasn't like. <laughs> Does Danny DeVito have a twin in real life? It's I don't not think so. Schwarzenegger. It's not. I think uh, that would be amazing. It was. It's a girl. Um, and it turns Why out like it just turns out the body double. Was it like a stunt thing or like? You know, lead actress lady didn't want to show her boobs, and the twin was like, "Fuck, I'll do it." No, it's like it was like a stunt double or something. I can't think of what it is, but it's like you saw a lot. You saw like behind the scenes footage where it was like, "Oh yeah," and we got so and so's twin to play whatever because you know we needed someone to look alike, we needed a stand-in, or we needed a you know split screen or something like that. That would that would like hurt your self-esteem. It's like, hey, non-famous twin you yeah. you stand there while you're busy more attractive <laughs> twin is off yeah for real not being here right now it, it was someone that you're like Screw they have that. a twin i feel like it was like gwyneth paltrow but it wasn't it's like gwyneth level like 90s actress and i can't think of who it huh. is so, well, so was it meg ryan it was, yeah, not, was it meg wait ryan? a minute <laughs> meg peg and greg ryan yeah they don't talk about Greg so much. It was it was a different time back then. They weren't very accepted. Which is weird because she's the prettiest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we'll talk. I, I'm um, sure somebody will correct us. Yeah, next it's week. someone I can't. Mar- and it's someone Mark that you're will like, correct us next week. Oh god, you get I can a correction just, for next week, and you see how the cycle this is, goes. No, this is exactly that, how that our, is, yeah. our NCC cycle goes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I guess that's it. Um. Yeah, I think that's it. That's I mean, Mark had other things to say about Joe versus the volcano, but you know, he can put those whatever. in our Facebook group. He gets one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, shall we get into the topic at hand, or shall we talk to Nar a little bit about his podcast? Okay. Um, so it's you know it's as you guys heard in the intro. So my brother and I started a podcast called uh, Pokemon Go Radio, where we talk about Pokemon Go. We were really creative with the name there, <laughs> and. 
you know, it's just, it's kind of like how all random podcasts start. You just sort of are drinking one night and you're like, shit, we should do a podcast. <laughs> and then you just kind of, and then you just kind of start. So we had zero clue what we were doing when we started almost a year ago now. I think we started about a week after the game came out. Had terrible sound quality. Didn't know anything about editing. Nothing. I mean, it was just pure garbage. Uh, but we were sort of arrogant enough to like the sound of our own voices and just kind of kept plugging away at it. And then, for whatever reason, people liked to listen to the bullshit that came out of our mouths. <laughs> and so then it got popular randomly. Uh, and so now I have to do it until we die. I think that's the obligation. That is correct. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's the way it is. I owe or until people. Pokemon uh, Go stop, like... Oh, you didn't hear? It's done. It's been, yeah, it's oh. dead. It's dead for like six months now. Yeah, I didn't know. I had no idea. I, yeah, everyone keeps telling me, but I mean, me and all my friends and millions <laughs> of other huh. people, Well, I don't know what we've been doing. So, so what you're saying is don't upgrade your iOS or you will lose the game. Yeah, no, yeah. If you take that Magikarp hat off your head in the game, you will die. Your <laughs> oh, man. So it's we're stuck with a Magikarp intense. hat forever. You know what? I can live with that. Yeah. I can, I can live with that. Can happen, <laughs> honestly. But no, the game is... The game has been fun. It's been really great. I, I'm just constantly amazed that it's it's a, it's a to me the best part about it is in addition to you know sort of bullshitting on the on the podcast with my brother and, and all these good people is just how many people email in and they say like hey I'm I'm not a Pokemon fan originally but we played this game because my kids downloaded it and now we all play together as a family or you know my boyfriend plays and now I play or a lot of times. You know, my, I didn't play, but my girlfriend plays, and and so they all start playing together, and it's just such a fun thing to do with people, which is you know, hokey. But that was Niantic's original idea for this game was to be out in the real world and to bring people yeah. together. And the fact that we just get to be a small part of that is, I just get I get worked up about it like almost every week. But it's just to me, it's the coolest thing ever. I just love doing it, and we'll just keep bullshitting. And being on the podcast until people get tired of listening to it. Absolutely. I think we probably at some point, we had a conversation where we're like, if we reach like this number of people, uh, then we'll stop doing it. Because like, you know, not that many people would listen to it. So we sort of like figured that out. But we're like quadruple what that number was. So I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. So like I said, I, I think we're going to have to do this. Until you are. Yeah. Because so. it will. And, and at this point, you guys have built like this little community. Like. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I mean, like on Twitter and Facebook and like, it's it's amazing to me how many things like if you like if I go to Pokemon Go Radio's Twitter account, I can see how many people you guys are responding to. And it's crazy. It's almost it's I mean, it seems like it's almost like a full time job. Yeah, I mean, we both do have full time jobs. Salt, uh, I think what did he say he does? I think he's I know he's at summer camp right now. So I, I guess he's a camp counselor. I'm not. That's obviously not true. But. <laughs> He's off overseas. Yeah, it, it can't be true because it's stuff. only just now spring. Duh. Maybe <laughs> he makes true. canoes. Oh gosh. <laughs> he makes canoes cover- for a summer camp. Yeah, that's a bad cover. Yeah. That's a bad cover story. Well, yeah, he's, you gotta he's get, doing something. You gotta get ahead uh, of the summer camp game if you're gonna make canoes fresh each year. So it's mm. true. That's true. Because everybody knows that you is, can't reuse what, canoes. I am I'm my goal no. is to make a canoe one really? day. I want all the listeners before they they'll probably edit this out. I pitched woodworking as a topic, and I assume they fell asleep. I love woodworking. It's a weird hobby. I'm secretly a 60-year-old man uh, in, a, in, a, in a 20-something body. I don't think it's yeah, a weird hobby. It, James and I just decided that we didn't have anything in particular to say about it because neither one of us has ever attempted it, and, no, and we know well, literally nothing about it. It's incredibly boring to listen to. Like, how, 
oh, here's how you, like, would it be instructional? I don't know what I'm doing. Like, oh, do you guys like dovetails or finger joints? <laughs> right. James would be like, finger joints. Finger joints. And that would be, like, all we yep. could do. That would be the whole podcast. And, and that, and that uh, is our segment on woodworking, exactly how it would have gone. <laughs> so I will, I like, will say that. Do you guys that, uh, Sherlock or anything? On, yeah. uh, on, uh. The topic on you know we do pop culture um, mostly topics here on the show and woodworking would certainly go against the grain. <laughs> oh, three for three. Yeah, yeah. we'll, um, we'll hit for many three. by the end of the night. Hey, you're you're an NBA jam rules. You're on fire <laughs> outside. Uh, you guys, it's Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton oh. has a twin uh, who uh, is named Leslie, and she played uh, Sarah Connor in three scenes in Terminator Two. When the Terminator was Sarah Connor, also. So Thank that's you for why clarifying you who Linda Hamilton is, because I I, I had no idea who yeah. who that was. Um, so I know I. I'm gonna be Aaron y- right you now. You said Sarah Connor, and I was like, oh, okay, Terminator, but I didn't know the actor's name. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna be Aaron right now. I've not seen any of the Terminator. Neither have I. <laughs> Listen, here's the deal. <laughs> you haven't seen it. Oh my god. Just watch Terminator Two, at some yeah. point in your life, and you're good. Uh-huh. Terminator yeah. One's fine. Terminator, the rest of them, eh. Garbage. But Terminator 2 is great. So that that's all you I've need. I've heard good things. I've heard yeah. good things about the second Yeah, it's one, very, so. very good. I'm going to check that, check that out. Yeah, one, it, one of the other topics that you suggested was Star Wars, which <gasps> I can't speak on at all because I've never seen one. Oh, that's just disappointing. I know. At this, it, at this Aaron point, has existed become... in a room when, where Star Wars has existed, has been on, but she has not. I mean, I have seen parts of it, yeah, but I've never sat down and watched one all the way through. I did watch Return of the Jedi all the way through once, but I had just had dental surgery, and I was high as a kite, so I don't count it. Mm. (laughs) I mean, I... I, Yeah, I was... So we're like half the people filming that movie, so it's fine. (laughs) So what you're saying is, maybe it wasn't me. (laughs) No, it's true. But Star Wars is one of those things where I think people, like, overhype it, like, do I think it's, you know, The Godfather Part 2? No, it's not like, you know, it's not the world's greatest movie, but I think the thing that was so original about that movie, and we're seeing it more and more now, is that George Lucas created a world yeah. that was right. just infinitely fascinating, and people right. wanted to be a part of that. And right. now we're seeing, like, world building and franchises all the more now common, but that's like the yeah. OG yeah. version of that. Yeah. Like, people just wanted to be characters and board games and all that stuff just yeah. in that world. And I think that's what, like, sunk its teeth into yeah. everyone. Absolutely. And allow me to say that I've never seen Godfather 2, so um, so that that's my own uh, private shame. I've never seen that's any fine. of them. <laughs> I've seen the first one, and I've read the book. You tried but, to get uh, me to watch the first one. book's good. I haven't the read book the book. The book is I've very good. I've been, I've been on... Do you but, know, uh, I know, man, I feel like I'm right in line with the show because I just, like... Getting deeper down, rather <laughs> before we get to the main topic. Yeah, it's okay. There's, there's a ladder down really here. Cool... Oh, <laughs> oh, hey, there it is. Oh, oh it's not gonna reach. Uh, nope. The Godfather, the the book itself actually is a like a fiction, obviously, but like they made up the the guy who wrote the book. There's a really good cracked article about this where they basically like made up a bunch of stuff yeah. about the mafia and like it being this family thing and like the term Godfather itself is made up yeah. for the purpose of that book and they sort of romanticized this whole mobster thing and then that became popular and then the mafia then adopted those mannerisms and structures and sort of really? you know, all this stuff so it's yeah it's totally bass backwards it's really like art informing that's life that's fascinating to me around. they're like that's so much better than what we were doing before yeah we're just being a bunch of like angry dudes knifing each other we should have this whole chivalry thing this is so much better i love that 
That's amazing. It'd be like if do you know that uh, that story about the um, the spin uh, spin magazine secretary was asked by someone? No, no, it was Sub Pop, the su- uh, secretary at the Sub Pop Records in Seattle, like right in, during the grunge era, was asked was asked by like the New York Times for like some grunge terms that that kids are using, and she just um, made up a bunch of bullshit. Like she was just like, uh, I don't know, um, I don't I, like you know. Uh, I don't even know what they were, but like she was just basically off the top of her head said, well, of course there's this. And of course there's that and all these things. And they printed it in the article and whatever. And from that be moment like forward, if, those were terms that were tubular that were part of it, the grunge culture. Well, no, but oh. it would be this, this would be like if that happened, oh, okay. like, <laughs> and the mob's like, no, we don't call anybody the Godfather. Yeah. What's wrong with you? What? <laughs> um, fun fact. Yeah. She is now the president of sub pop bearers. So, Fantastic. Well, yeah. so it seems like it uh, See, kids, it didn't hurt her too much. It certainly did if you not. Bullshit hard enough. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. can get the top. <laughs> so, should we go ahead and get into our topic for the week? Sure. Which is Sherlock. Lock. Um, nothing. <laughs> you guys are just sorry, real quick. I, I hate to break character, but like you're talking about the uh, we're talking about not the BBC version, but the stupid version they made for America, right? No. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was like, was there a stupid version they made for America? Because the BBC. Oh, you're does talking that about they elementary. Did. It's yeah, called right, right. Oh. Elementary. They literally made a stupid yeah. version I thought for you America. Meant, yeah. So there was that with show Lucy Liu. Yeah. No, there was that. There was. Yeah. Randomly. There was She's that show fine. on BBC called Broadchurch that was really good, right. and then they remade it in America. Grace Point. Also called Broadchurch. No, it was called Grace Point. Oh, it was. It was. Co- yeah, you're right. You're right. It was called Grace Point. Oh, yeah. But it yeah. had David Tennant in it as I think the same character. And it uh-huh, was but same, American. And it was the same story. So I yeah. thought that for a minute that America actually tried to co-opt. Pass uh, it off. Tr- yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just they were like, oh, that BBC, that that Sherlock on the BBC is hot. We'll do an American. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, and Mycroft is a chef. On on elementary, Mycroft is a chef. That's yeah. He's a he's just he's a, he that's awesome. Mycroft macaroni that's and cheese. Way less awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Never mind. I was saying, that's awesome. Checkmate, James. You win. Um, so funny story about uh about uh, Grace Point. So Michael Pena is in that new Chips remake with uh Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell and stuff. Okay. As like a comedic role. And apparently, like, he does a bunch of comedic roles or whatever. But I know him as, like, the grieving father in Grace Point. So I really only know him as, like, this intense, like, you know, like, serious actor. Like, but, so it's weird to see me in these... He's a legit Yeah, I mean, he was very, very good. But, like, it's weird for me to be, like, it's like, you know, and that hilarious Michael Pena. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) Why why isn't he tracking down his son's killer? (laughs) And... You never know. The I movie mean, could take like a. I don't twist. know the plot of Chips, so you know it could be that that's that that's the plot. <laughs> that is the plot of Chips. Yeah, he's tracking down his uh-huh. son's killer. Have you ever tried to put your head in the microwave? That's the plot. <laughs> of Chips. It just becomes stupider over time, and you're just like, "Why did I do this to myself?" Well, I, I love Kristen Bell, so I will see it, um, but maybe not in the theater. Yeah. So I do. I yeah. do have a bet with myself, and, and maybe I can bring bring you guys or or, or either of you in on this. In Chips, do you think the Eric Estra- the, the the obligatory Eric Estrada cameo will happen before the credits 
or after the credits. That's my that's my bet with myself. Before. I think before. I don't know yeah, what absolutely. language you absolutely. just spoke right there. So So Eric Estrada was Eric in Estrada? Chips, the TV show. I don't know what that is. <laughs> that's a TV It's the Yo conozco I, Eric I mean Estrada. I recognize the name Eric Estrada. Does Eric Estrada es mi I, amigo. I... <laughs> nope. <laughs> So there was a TV show called Chips that they made this movie from, uh-huh. and Eric Estrada was in it. Oh, okay. That's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the California well, Highway Patrol. I recognize his name, but I've never seen Chips or heard of Chips until this conversation. I tried to play it off earlier like I knew what you were talking about, but I had to own up to it. That's bold. I've, I've been faking this whole thing. <laughs> I, I probably should have just – well, in that case, I should have just done what you did and just said before. It'll happen before. And then we could have moved on, and we wouldn't be having oh, this like, conversation. After. You're so stupid, man. How do you even not know? Um, I just, just since we're since we've found this deep vein of of people of deep chip fans, chips fans. Um, I will say that uh, I did think that chips uh, involved a robot, like that it was like computer chips, and I was really disappointed when I learned that it did not. Yeah. Oh. Um, I've never seen any of it either. Yeah, not even a little but bit. Is it? No, it's California Highway it Patrol, and I guess they put an I in there so that it's not chips. Oh, I got I, I got a little excited there, thinking that it was going to be a that it was like, you know, going to have something to do with chips, and they would like give out free chips as a promo when might. you go to the theater. I mean, I want that movie to be made. Like, hey, hey, Aaron, oh, the oh, real chips. Shit. Yes, yes, I do no, want to we'll, write. Will real movie. Ghostbusters them and just say the real chips and release it at the same time? Are we allowed to suggest our own title for James yeah, and Aaron? Yeah, we can do whatever we want. I mean, it's our podcast, so we can yeah. do whatever we want. But I support that. We we might we not, we might have to write that movie. It's just going to be people sitting around eating chips. But when you get to the movie theater, they give you a free bag of chips. The tension comes when somebody brings a bag of barbecue chips oh. in, and then they they get murdered because they're heretics. Yeah, barbecue so it's chips. Fine. Are, I don't like barbecue chips either. I have a strong opinion about I, it for some I reason. I know a lot of people who really like them, and I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's great. I only like them if they're ruffled. Oh, that's even worse if because they're not it ruffled. more of that bad, mm-hmm. bad barbecue chip flavor. It's like someone put like a glaze of ketchup on it yes. and let it spoil. Yes. Oh, well, no. Have you had ketchup chips? Have you had ketchup chips? I only chips? recently learned that that's a thing that exists. I have not because I want they to They will live. make you miss barbecue chips i believe you're that. like where's the tang well, ketchup's gross i want so well for me right, I, I, you know what goodbye. it is no i don't care for ketchup so the thought of a ketchup potato chip makes me gag even more yeah. than barbecue potato chips see that's what i'm talking about so aaron loves barbecue potato chips let's move on um <laughs> sherlock is a show on yep. the bbc so we're hitting our bbc yep. hat trick um do you watch any more shows on the bbc Besides the three that we've done? Do I? Yeah. Um, well, I watched Broadchurch. Okay. Um, I don't think so. Okay, so we could be done with BBC forever after this episode, probably. Yep. And, Nar, what about you? I I have not. I think I've been hearing great things about Luther. That came on BBC, right? With Idris Elba? I believe so. I know, Idris Elba, I, I yeah. Know it was on, I feel yeah. it's on some other British channel. They have, like, two of them. But uh, it's all I've been BBC. Really good things about that. It's all and it's yeah. It's like Sky one through seven and BBC yeah. one through three. Like that's all you get. Uh, yeah. I've, I, I know Luther is on Netflix. So I've been meaning to check it out because I just love Adrian Elba so much. Yeah. But other than who 
and Sherlock. Those are like my two main BBC shows. Now, I, if, if I may go slightly off topic for just a moment. <laughs> no, stay on topic. <laughs> Why start now? If, if you are a huge Idris Elba fan, how excited are you for Dark Tower? I am actually a little bit worried about that. Are because, you? Because, yeah, I, I just think it's going to be – my brother's really into the Dark Tower books. I just – from what I know about them, I think it's going to be difficult to capture the sort of insanity of those books in a movie. I'm just – I'm not sure – it's going to play well. Uh, I, I've heard some initial rumblings coming out of CinemaCon. There was some there was some footage release, and it didn't look super good. Not just in terms of like the effects weren't done, but I, I just don't think it hit well. That's with the really audience. disappointing. Um, it's got Matthew McConaughey playing right. Flag. It's the, got Edge yeah, playing the Man in Black, like the, the gunsmith or the stranger or whatever the protagonist is. So I'm going to definitely give it a chance, but I'm, I'm worried about it. I think it might just be one of those things where it's like. Where it's, it, it, even if it is a good movie, I'm afraid right. it'll be like Ghost in the Shell, where it's just like too weird for people, and they're just like, ah, I'd rather not. Yeah. Let's go watch a Marvel movie. Well, here, here's the deal that that I have. It's called The Dark Tower. So, like, what book are they doing? Right. Solid question. It's like, I mean, like ten of them, right? It, there's seven. Well, eight. There's uh, seven, and uh, there's eight, kind of. If you count the stand, right? Uh, well, no. I mean, if you count if you count books that cross over, it's all of them. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stephen King's entire body of work. Yeah. Um, there's seven dark, there's eight Dark Tower books that are specifically Dark Tower. And then there's a bunch right. of short stories. And then, yeah, The Stand, um, It, uh, you know, just like everything. Everything crossed. Stephen over. King's Cinematic Universe. James, you broke it here. Oh, my God. Happening. You have to see this poster, Nar. There's a poster that can, that shows all the connections between Stephen King's books to Stephen King's other books. It looks like it, it's it's just amazing. It looks like a like a circuit diagram. Like it's like every yeah yeah. It's so good. It's pretty awesome. I want it. Well, it's not a poster. It's just a picture. But I want it as a poster. <laughs> Having read zero of these books, I think it'll make little sense to me. I'll just be like, yep, that's a lot of lines. <laughs> Are you not a, you're not a Stephen King fan? Uh you guys, I think I killed James right now. You can't see him on the web on the web video, but he is he is pissed off at me. No, right I'm now. stoked. I am so stoked. Yeah, you're you're his new project. All right, so he's gonna give it a report. Do you have an interest in it? Yeah, I mean, I it's not so. I to be fair, am completely chicken shit. So you got to know that nope, going nope, into it. Nope, that doesn't I'm matter. That doesn't matter. Everything. I am. That doesn't matter. Eleven twenty. Stephen King is not scary. That's the number one. Well. Stephen King can be scary, Thank but, like, <laughs> reading a Stephen King book is not a journey into fear. Correct. Reading a Stephen King book is basically, like, listening to, like, the most nostalgic 70s song of all time. Like, To it, be clear, though, Journey into Fear would be an awesome name for a Stephen King book. I like oh, absolutely. Or, like, a short story collection? Absolutely. I, feel, yeah. I think that's actually his working title for every new thing that he writes yeah. until <laughs> yeah. he finds a different title for it. Right, right. Journey into Fear. Journey into Fear. Um, okay, so, so where do I start? Most, mostly it is about friendship and mm-hmm. family and sticking together to fight evil and time, um, travel. time travel and horses and, <laughs> and dogs and, 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 and kind of like a, a little bit of a conflicted feeling about how much you should beat a dog. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The answer is but, zero. Jerry. No, well, Hey, no, we know that <laughs> Stephen King seems to be a little confused. Really? Um, there are there are a lot of there are a lot of scenes <laughs> where um, bad things happen to dogs, but there are a lot of scenes where good things happen to dogs. 
So okay, I, you know, people kill dogs all the time in books. It's like right. if, as long as he's not like, hey, that dog got cooled. High five. You yeah. Know? No. Like, right. No. 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 And it's unless it was bad a bad guy, people. which yeah, who may have actually people. said that exactly. Yeah. yeah. But they're just um, gone. Okay. So you know, do you like time travel? I do. Yes. Okay. All right. Here so. We go. <laughs> Um, you need to read eleven twenty two sixty three. Um, there's no way I'm going to remember that number. Hold on, let me write it down. It's the day Kennedy okay. was killed. It's the day oh, Kennedy oh, was the killed. Oh, the James Franco movie just came out, right? <laughs> and if you if you have have you watched? Did you watch the James Franco miniseries? No, I didn't. Good. Okay. <laughs> Should he watch it first so that he can be even more blown away? If you're going to watch it, watch it before you read the book because. Yeah. No, I don't want to do well, that. So, okay, fine. Then don't. Then don't. Based on the facial expressions don't. that you guys are making right well, now, I mean, it seems so here's like that the th- not a good use of my time. Yeah, here's the thing. It wasn't bad, but if you've read the book first, you probably will be like, why did you ruin this wonderful book? It loses it – lo- it deviates from the book in the second line of the show. Yeah. Like the wow, su- that's quick. <laughs> yeah. Like, Fuck that source material. We're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm this guy. Yes, okay. And I'm from here. No. No, no, you're not. <laughs> it's not really a book about the Kennedy assassination. Nope. Or about time travel. Nope. Well. It's it's sort so of about really interesting good. things that you hooked me it's, with. Now you've taken them away. But, I mean, those things are in there, but it's it's so good. It's so good. I'm going yeah. to read it. I'm going to read, read it. Read it. Read it oh. before we're back. All right. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And if Man, you don't I like it, it, then again. I'll stop listening to your podcast. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Uh, we'll be down to just immediate family, I think, at that point. So <laughs> yep, it'll mom. just be your mom. It's just my mom. <laughs> uh, the 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 uh, the dragons. There's zero dragons, I assume. So no dragons. Zero dragons. This will deviate greatly from my normal. Reading, so <laughs> I'm gonna take take a leap of faith here. Yeah. Take take the leap of faith. It's it's a good. Oh, leap. so good. Um, I now have under 10 minutes left on my timer that I set, so we should probably talk about Sherlock. I saw Sherlock. this one coming. Okay, so Sherlock. Sherlock. Um, so BBC, it's, an, it's just finished its fourth and, like, kind of basically final season is what they're saying. Potentially. Like, yeah, I, I read that they, Stephen Moffat and Mark Gatness? Yeah, yeah. Mycroft. Have, oh, oh, does he play Mycroft? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So he's also one of the creators, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And he has the, like, they know what season five would slash will be. Yeah. But I don't think but, it's been greenlit or they have not actively pursued making it. But it was a bunch of years between seasons three and four, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. It took a long time. Because they were like, we're I mean, going to have a Christmas just... special next year. And then the year after that, yeah. we'll come back. At Christmas. Yeah, and you can tell that, <laughs> excuse me, just by how much, like, how different Martin Freeman looked. Oh, yeah. He's aged a good bit. Yes, and it's quite just, a bit. I think it's going to be even more difficult now because both those actors are just getting, like, they were busy between three and four. Yeah. But yeah. now, now with, with actually, conveniently, both of them, there, there was, like, they were on that Hobbit stuff. Yeah. Now they're both part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Obviously, yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch a little bit more, but... I really don't think they're going to sleep on Martin Freeman. I think they've got plans for him as well. And that's okay, just that'd be in good. addition to all the other stuff they're doing. Yeah. It, I, I think it's going to be – and Moffat's one of those guys where I think I think he took the the, the bad reception of season four a little bit personally. Yeah. I read some interviews. I, I Wait, don't people think, didn't like season four? No, they hated especially it. Especially the, 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 the first really? episode, the six Thatchers, I personally – and it's not just because – it is not just because – spoilers – 
get ready, guys. Spoilers. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll put in the show. I'll put in the description. It is that not just because Mary died. Right. Uh, that is like to me that was upsetting, and I didn't like it. But like I'm fine with it. The the fact that she jumped in front of a bullet right. and died in the most cliche, shitty, hacky fashion just took the entire piss of the whole episode away from me. Hmm. And it, it, even then, I felt like before that happened, the episode was really weak. Mm-hmm. I was thinking before that they went into the aquarium, like, man, they've really fallen off on season four. I hope they are able to get back on track. Yeah. And then that happened and just left, like, a big old turd taste in my mouth. Interesting. Interesting. I did not think that that was where your sticking point was going to be. What did you think Same. it was going to be on? Uh, Eunice. The whole surprise Eunice sister. Yeah. The whole, the whole, yeah. everything, like the last episode. I actually told Aaron, uh, you need to definitely catch up, but you should definitely catch up on the last episode because we're going to be talking about that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that last episode was good. I love, I loved it. I think they got back on I said track good really weird right there. No, I think, yeah. <laughs> I was surprised. Good. Would, I, I would have thought that the sort of, you know, oh, I'm your sister. I, I took that a lot better than I thought I would, especially at first, like, I think I was so butthurt from the first episode of season four right. that I like right. wanted to be mad, but the way they executed it to me was it was good enough to where I liked it. The only thing I will say is they in the freaking show where she like shoots Watson, you're like again with the shooting people, right. like guys, yeah. every episode ends with somebody getting shot. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Now I wonder. So I haven't seen season three. Because I didn't have enough, I hadn't seen it before, and I didn't have enough time to catch up on seasons three and four. So I just read synopses of those episodes mm-hmm. to catch me up to watching season four, so that we could talk about it tonight. So I never, I didn't meet Mary until mm, the she's Six Thatchers, and I wonder if that's part of yeah. why I was like, okay, well, I mean, that sucks. It, it's yeah. To me, season three is the best. Huh. Um, the 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 great thing about season three is I think you got sort of like the sort of kooky Sherlock stuff in um, the the first episode. I'm forgetting the name. I should probably like have looked that up. Was it the empty hearse yeah. or well, yeah, I think there it was, was one called sh- the empty hearse. Cause that was right after Mycroft. Uh, it was the right. Or no, uh, Moriarty and him. Yeah. Last bow, sign of three. Oh yeah. It was the empty hearse. So like you got the sort of crazy Sherlock stuff in that. And I thought they handled that whole show really well. Then the sign of three was like this really just like contained, nice story and that whole episode sign of three you know revolves around the wedding and, oh and yes that, that was great that was really good yes 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 i yes, liked yes. it a lot that was really good and then the last vow i thought i actually thought and i'd be interested to hear you guys thought i the whole for the first two episodes they build up augustus malginson however you say his name uh the mm-hmm. blackmailer Milverton. they build him up yeah, a, yeah. A, a good bit i felt like he was kind of wasted in the last episode i think he was good but i think i would have liked to see him be like uh, maybe continue. Obviously, there's just a huge hole that Moriarty yeah. left in the show, so right. I thought he would fill it, but I guess that wasn't even the plan. So let's 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 catch Aaron up. Basically, in season three, they had this guy who um, ostensibly had files on everyone. He had he okay. he knew everyone's secrets because this is the had, Augustus dude, right? So he had mm-hmm. all the like. You, you saw him, like, go in and be like, I know this about you, I know this about you. So he could basically control anyone because he knew everything about them. Okay. And then in the last little bit, like, the last 20 minutes of the last episode, it was revealed that he just had an eidetic memory. So okay. all of those files and everything were just in his head. Oh, okay. And so then Sherlock uh, shoots him in the head right and in the kills dome. him. 
Yeah, okay. like yeah, like execution style. Yeah, in okay. front and... of like the cops. <laughs> oh, it was kind of an interesting thing because the whole character of uh, Magnuson was like, "I can do whatever I want, and you British people will let me just do whatever I want because you're so sheepy." Yeah, and this was sort of the ultimate like, "Ho ho ho!" You think I'm a sheep? He just you know, yeah. domes you right there, and that. To me, I thought that was kind of clever, certainly unexpected, and out of character yeah. for Sherlock, and I thought that was interesting. Um, so I, I, I thought that episode was good, too, but I just like sort of the arc of season three. I'm surprised, though, that, like, there, and maybe that's why I was a little bit mad at season four, is that there was so much, like, big, twisty stuff. I kind of wanted the, like, return to episodic season one, season two, just, like, this is a Sherlock Holmes story. Right. We're going to solve a mystery now. Right. right. And it's just, you know, not this, like, holy crap kind of experience. Yeah. A six-hour-long movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that bothered me is that – and this always – this drives me nuts in TV shows. It's a trope I can't stand. Hey, let's have them have a baby for no real reason because we're now – like, the – the baby was not like a key plot point. Right. They just they had this baby and then they had a baby who was there sometimes. Right. But like I mean the whole of season 3 John wasn't even with the baby. Yeah. Right. And, ne- and it... neither was Mary because you know she was dead for most of it but <laughs> <laughs> Right. They I guess it's to ramp up. It's an easy way to ramp up the stakes I guess. Yeah. That was my least favorite part of Sign of 3 was the whole oh, you're pregnant thing. Um, right. It just didn't feel necessary to me. But I, I do think it ramps up the stakes, especially in um, the last episode, because the whole thing about Mary being a super spy. Right. Right. The fact that she's, you know, the fact that she's pregnant and that this relationship is serious and, you know, right. all that stuff, I think that that, like, added stakes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I and think I guess it makes, so it, makes it, it does make it more poignant when she's like, you know, I, I've left that life behind. I'm now Mary Watson. You know, right. this is the life that I've chosen. I guess it makes, but it just feels like, I don't know. It, it, I feel bad for this fictional baby who existed purely as like a plot device. And and also the hilarious idea of Sherlock interacting with a baby. I mean, and we didn't that get has, to yeah. see nearly enough of that. Yeah, I would have watched yeah. an entire episode of Sherlock trying to figure out how to talk to this tiny human. <laughs> and we I mean, didn't get to see nearly as much as I wanted. And you had you had the whole parallel of like John already knows how to be a good father because he's basically constantly babysitting Sherlock. Yeah. Um, and babies are always getting addicted to heroin, you know. So they he's really that too. <laughs> if God, there's one thing just, I have learned from parenting, it's that babies mm-hmm. are always getting addicted to heroin. That's why you don't scam. keep needles around babies. Exactly. Lest lest they get addicted to heroin. <laughs> one of one of several reasons I would assume. <laughs> and they just man tough to break him of it but you know you just gotta do it i'm a disciplinarian you know that's how i'm gonna be with my kids so I just, you know, tough no, but fair no heroin to no yourself. heroin not ever i mean <laughs> lighten up a little bit Aaron. only on the weekends it's not sugar you know <laughs> only organic heroin only organic um, heroin for sure responsibly sourced right right fair local tra- fair trade heroin local yeah. yes local organically sourced heroin <laughs> yeah, I I feel like maybe I should have the the past few weeks like all of a sudden I was like, "Oh shit, I have a week to catch up on Sherlock." 
and I don't have enough time to watch all of it. So yeah. I'll watch season four. I, I should have not let time. I should have better been a, been better at managing my time um, so that I could have watched season three prior to this. I was going to ask you guys sort of a backing up kind of like big picture question. How do you feel about the structure? Because essentially instead of it being like 13 hour long episodes or, or whatever, it is, you know, three episode seasons that are really movies. I mean, they're, you know, yeah. they're an hour and a half long no commercials, like, they just go. Do you guys like that format? Or is that something you enjoy, or would you have liked to see it a little bit more spaced out? I love it. I, I like it. I I think I, I like it, and I don't like it. From a, t- you know, from a sitting-down-to-watch-it perspective, it's really yeah. daunting to be like, okay, well, I need a two-hour block, right. or I have to pause this thing and jump back in later. But right. I think that the stories that they tell need to be told in a block, which is why I hate having to break it up. Yeah. Um, I For me, it's it's constantly like, I'm like, no, 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 please, more, 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 more. Okay, good. Oh, right, I forgot this is going to be, you know, I have 45 more minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I I can't get enough of it when I'm watching it. But, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to sort of, you know, I'm not going to throw on an episode of Sherlock to wind down on an evening. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like I have to like clear out some time for it. Like I got to make it Sherlock night, and I'm yeah. just watching like an episode of Sherlock. Yes, right. exactly. Right. But I I do think it's interesting the way they structured it. I I, I you know I kind of asked the question for the sake of answering it because I love it. I I think it's a really great way to structure it. I would be surprised if more shows don't do that yeah. because it just gives you so much freedom mm-hmm. to really like. I'm thinking about like the first episode, like you know, uh, a study in pink. Yeah. They really got to just stretch things out yep. take their time with things really let the stakes build so many times you're watching these like you know law and order 20 you know 42 minute procedurals right and everything is so you're used to that format to yeah. where it's like no it's not the guy that's yeah. 10 minutes into the show like right. duh. Yeah. or oh it's about time to hit the climax because yeah. we're at this it just so throws you off because we're just we've never seen anything time like that before right right tv i really like it too for the character development aspect mm-hmm. like you you yeah. really get to know those characters so much better like from the get-go when you get to spend two hours with them and by the end of that two hours you're like okay i've watched one episode of this and i feel like i know these people right. as opposed mm-hmm. to most shows where it takes a couple of episodes before you really start to get a grasp like get a grasp on who those people are yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, I didn't really care for the Hound of the Baskervilles episode. I believe that's season one. Season two, maybe? Two. Uh, first two, first yeah. episode yeah. of season two. No, second episode I of season didn't, two. It, yeah. it, it felt, doesn't matter. And, and so, no, it does. No, it does. It does. It felt to me like because I wasn't invested in the story that it went on for too long. Okay. And so I feel like, fortunately... Every other episode, I'm like, okay, I'm in. I'm in on this. This is this is fine. Let's just stretch this out for it. It's like Stephen King, actually. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it, it reminds me of. That because like, I people think of Stephen King as being like long-winded and like Jesus, you know, eleven hundred pages or whatever. But if you're invested in the story, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And, and Stephen King doesn't put in stuff that it's like, oh God, he's describing the trees again. It's like, no, no, no. Tolkien. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I think for the, the for the Hounds of Baskerville, the reason why that one felt like a drug on is because the character Russell, um, the guy that was being tormented by the Hounds, yeah. I just didn't care about him. I thought the okay, whole yeah. thing when like when yeah. Watson and Sherlock are on the screen, it's working. 
but for whatever reason, like some of the side characters I do care a lot about, but I just didn't care about Russell. He just kind of was whatever to me. And so yeah. I think that's why that I agree with you. That episode to me, even when I do rewatch it, I think it gets a little bit better, but it does it does drag in a lot of places. It felt like a and... prank is my problem with it. I mean, yeah, I think it was a little DX Machina. They're like, oh, it was nerve gas. Yeah. I, I yeah. kind of wanted to see a badass mutated werewolf thing. Yeah. I feel like, let's get some of that. I feel like, too, in most of these episodes, the person who, for whom they are trying to solve the case is not there. They're yeah. like, it's a dead person. Or right. it's like this, you know, they come in at the very beginning and they're like, you know, I have this case for you. And then you don't really see much of that person again. And right. in Hound of the Baskervilles, you see a lot more of that character that you right. don't care about. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's easier That's... in the episodes where that character you don't care about you is a throwaway character. They're just there to deliver the, I have this case for you. Right. Yeah. In, that, it was, in that way, it was very traditionally Sherlock, right? There's like... Yeah. A guy, I need help. He's around. He's part of the mystery. He's there. Um, right. Whereas, like, a lot of them are just sort of, like you said, they just leave that right behind. Yeah. I wonder if that's why... Actually, I kind of like... Now, I loved Mary. Mary was among mm-hmm. my favorite characters. I feel like she's better dead. I, 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 I like... liked Ghost Mary. I liked Ghost Mary. I Now, I didn't know much of Alive Mary. But right. I thought that what they did with her talking to John after she yeah. had died worked really yeah. well for me. And I think I think Moriarty is better dead too. Uh, I I agree with you about Mary. I think that after I got over I think like after seeing a season or episode 2 and 3 of season 4 I got over and I realized a lot more of like my anger towards the death of Mary was in the execution yeah. of the way it happened. I just don't feel like even the even the little old lady who was like I was smart all along, yeah. you know, I just felt like that whole thing did not work for me. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, I get that Sherlock is, like, clueless in some ways, but it was less, it was so obvious that she was about to shoot Sherlock and then Mary was going to jump in front of the way. Anyway, I'm right. going back on that. But, like, yeah. I, I, I agree with you on Mary. I don't know about Moriarty. I think that it's hard for me to say that they should have kept him alive just because the fall of the Reichstag or, or whatever the episode yeah. was where he, mm-hmm. where he does all that yeah. was – a masterpiece of TV. Yeah. Just one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. I'm so I'm, I'm like, don't touch it. But at the same time, I really feel like I just selfishly can't get enough of that character there. He, in his acting of that is... character, just went like full Heath Ledger Joker. Like just that's what I was going to say. That's exactly what I was going to say. Nar. Holy crap. That is amazing. <laughs> Holy crap. Batman. I was like, I was like, it's like Heath Ledger. Should I say that? No, don't say that. And then you were like, like Heath Ledger. I was like, oh! <laughs> he was. And, and, and not in like a cartoon character or whatever sort of way. In that sort of like, and, and not in just that they embodied that character and they just made you so uncomfortable it, um, in, in very different ways. But like you just completely had no idea what they were going to do on the screen. And unlike most times when a villain's on the screen, you're like, whatever, you know, the good guys are going to win the bet. Like, at any point, I honestly felt like that character could have turned, killed Sherlock, roll credits. Like, he just, there were such stakes when he was on on the screen. He's so changeable. Um, mm-hmm. God, that guy was so good. Um, so, now I have to ask you this question. Season 5 comes. And we find out Moriarty is alive. He's mm-hmm. been alive this whole time. Yeah. Are we happy? Or are we sad? See... Again, it it might be that selfishness because I'm 
you know, it, it could be like a situation where I'm like, oh, good, I've got more. But then I'm going to go back and watch that episode. And I'm like, ah, oh, this kind of takes the piss out of it now. Yeah, yeah. And so I am worried that that might happen. They're obviously hint. I honestly think that, the you know, season five really legitimately might not happen. Yeah. But obviously the way they're setting it up, like with the whole like, oh, how did this person survive when she shot herself in the head? Like that whole they're right. doing that for a reason, whether or right. not they're going to execute it in the way like, you know, Sherlock's crazy or they've, they've got to pay that off at some point. And I think, I, you know, I, I think the logical thing there is that they would bring Moriarty back. But it seems like, you know, they've they've done everything they can to this point to try to not follow the mold and be as unpredictable as possible. I agree. I agree. Now, do we want a season five or do we think that a season five is going to end up jumping the shark? Hmm. Because they either, I mean, there are only two options with season five. They either, either Moriarty's not dead, which is a little shark jumpy. Yeah. Right. Or he is dead. And then they've got to follow Moriarty and Eurus with a whole new big bad. Right. And I mean, those are hard acts to follow. Yeah. Agreed. She was fantastic. I loved her. Yeah. Let's get into that. Let's get into that last episode. She was, man. I think I texted yeah. James and I was like, she's at the time I texted you, I was just starting that final episode. And I was like, she's not quite Tatiana Maslany good, but she's real close. By the end of the episode, I was like, uh, she's definitely edged out Tatiana Maslany for me. Like they're like, neck wow. and, well, not edged out, but they're like neck and neck okay. on like who's better at being 18 different people all at once. Right. Now, Nara, are you are you familiar with Orphan Black at all? I've I know the concept, but I've not seen okay. the episode. Oh, okay. okay. Well, then everything okay. I just said uh, probably makes very little sense to you. <laughs> no, I know that I know that Tatiana is lousy. Like she plays a bunch of different. Yeah, she and in she's in this sort of like she's really uh, good. Ale- not allegorical, yeah. but like yeah. And what's uh, amalgamation show? I can't think of the word. Anthology, I guess, would be the word. I don't know, but she does like a lot of different stuff. Yeah, so I know that. Yeah, people are all about that. Yeah. Um, to me, I think the interesting thing about about the last episode and, and that whole relationship is to me. I, I think the Watson Sherlock dynamic is really interesting, and I love their chemistry on screen. Mm-hmm. But I I, yeah. I get it, you know. Like to me, I, I I feel like I understand it, right? Like it's this weird kind of abusive relationship, and it's awesome. But to me, the most sort of like fascinating thing is the Sherlock Mycroft relationship. Yeah. Like that whole thing is weird, mm-hmm. and I I've got brothers, and I kind of feel like that sometimes. Yeah. But then there's like this other whole like you know kid genius messed up childhood thing, and like what's going on with their parents and all right. that. Like to get into that to me was very satisfying. I yeah. like that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mycroft is my favorite character. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah. There's almost nothing that he does that I'm not delighted by. I do really like him. I wouldn't go so far as to say he's my favorite character. Oh, well, we all know who your favorite character is. Well, there. yeah. Well, I don't know if we all know, but I have a very weird know. and unexplainable attraction to Martin Freeman. So that is that is weird. I, I can't I can't say what it is. Like he's just like a normal looking dude, but I find him extremely appealing. Um, and I really like John Watson. Like I really yeah. like that character. Yeah. Um, and I think he does a good job with the character. So to me, I think the two interesting things about Mycroft are even in the intro, like the way they set him up, where you like you like oh this is Moriarty, yeah, and it turns out it's Mycroft. Like I thought that whole thing yeah. was really well done. But the thing I, I'm so glad they've resisted is that they've never brought Mycroft in to be part of the Scooby gang, right? right. It's not like he joined the team. Yep. He's always apart from Sherlock. 
up until like this very last episode when right. when it made sense to bring him in. But he's not like you know like oh you guys are off to Baskerville like <laughs> let me tag along too. Yeah. And part of me wants that because I love that dynamic, but I yeah. think it would spoil it. And so by yeah. keeping him like you know like oh they have a bachelor party and. Mycroft should be there if he was a good brother, but he's not, so he's not. And I right. like that they keep they keep that, and and they, they just they hold true to who his character is, which is like yeah. an even more messed up Sherlock, really, yeah. in right. a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah and I think that it, if there is a season five, it'll be very easy for him to now that he has been brought in for that one episode, it'll still be easy for him to slip right back into his previous role. Right, yeah, I think they did yep. a really good job with that. I kind of hope there's a season five just because I really want to see where they go with it. Because it yeah. could go in so many different directions. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, like, Eurus isn't dead. No. Yeah. They, well, I, I would, I would, I would yeah. hope that they would not bring her back as... You would... I would I would like to see them bring her in in a way where Sherlock has to go visit her and get her help. Yeah. She has to Hannibal Lecter. Absolutely. Yeah. That's absolutely where you have to go with season five. Yeah. Is that she has to come, even take her out. And, like, you you plop her down in the middle of society where Sherlock seems to be the adjust, the well-adjusted one. Yeah. Taking his psychopathic sister to, like, yeah. the mall or something. I want to like that episode. <laughs> I would say, though, I, I, want to, I want to show. I don't know how they're going to work it, but I want, I want her... And I want Irene Adler in the same show. I want them in the yes. same episode. Yes. And I want them to naked. figure out some kind of weird, messed up dynamic. Yeah, naked's not bad. But like that, <laughs> to me, that character has got to be in season five. Yeah. Uh, they they threw in a little bit there in like a sort of mental part yeah. in the the sign of three. Um, but other than that, she's really not been in any episodes. And so, to me, she's a fascinating character. Her relationship with Sherlock is really interesting. Yeah. Obviously, she's. Mm. She's like a lesbian dominatrix who doesn't like men, but Sherlock likes her. But does he like anybody? Like that whole that there's so much there to play with. And if they introduce like a, a sister there to comment on it, yeah, I think that could be really entertaining. Yeah. So it would be funny. All right. So the episode's called "The Holmes Women," and it is Eurus Holmes, Irene Adler Holmes. It's like 15 years later. Okay. Um and and Sherlock's mom. And they, oh, damn! <laughs> there's something where all three of them, like Sherlock, goes missing, and and um, they, the three of them, and John Watson, and a like a ten year old little boy Watson, little girl Watson, was it a girl? Rosie, yeah. I don't oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh my God, yeah. So her too. So you have all those generations have to like they like have to go find him. And like track him down and like solve the mystery. I would watch the shit out of that. I I I I don't think they will do anything more with his mom, but like that scene in the the last episode of season three when like the dad's like, I'm a funny duddy and you see her like walk around like, you know, thermodynamic law book or something like that, like you're like, Oh, that's interesting. Like Yeah. You know, she's super brilliant and he's just uh, whatever funny but like that, that right. whole dynamic would be yeah. really interesting to explore. Yeah. The Holmes woman. I like that a lot. I want to see baby <laughs> Rosie all grown up. I bet she turns out to be, like, a super genius spy girl. Yeah, she'll be like Mary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But a nice person, so she's like all the best of yeah. right. all the best of both. Right. Yeah. Can I say what I like most about Martin Freeman? Uh-huh. Absolutely. Other than the way he looks, apparently? Um, no, that, well, that's just th- me. I don't know if James shares my... Uh, 
inexplicable attraction to Martin Freeman. He he's an attractive man. I will I will admit that. Um, he's just a normal looking can't... dude. I don't get yeah. it. Like he's not unattractive. Yeah. He's just like by a... like act by like actor standards, he's normal looking. But right. like compared to the rest of us normals, I don't know. Like, I feel like uh, even by know. normal standards, like you could totally see him at the grocery store, and you wouldn't be like, oh my god, check out that guy. You'd be like, oh hey, there is a person standing next to the celery, which I need to get to. <laughs> is that is that this guy looks Martin a lot like Freeman? Freeman? I don't know. <laughs> Taller than I thought he'd be. <laughs> but so, um, aside so, from Martin Freeman's looks, what is your favorite thing about yeah. him, James? Uh, so my no, favorite objectifying him. My favorite thing about uh, Jim Halpert on The Office is when also someone says, look. "Well, yeah, I mean, no, no fooling." John Krasinski is also a very good-looking man. Um, but uh, when someone says something stupid and and Jim cuts them off immediately, it's like, "Nope." Yeah, I love that. And Martin Freeman created that. And he yeah. does it in Sherlock, yeah. and I love it when he does it anytime he does it. Yep. That's my favorite thing about Martin Freeman is he's like, nope, nope, mm And he's just like, like th- this is the world he's found himself in, and he has mm-hmm. to just learn how to just like deal with the crazy people in his life. And man, are like there the some in this show. I like the concept that he's doing it to himself. Like, yeah. they introduced that in the last episode of season three. Like, why do you think you ended up with these people? Like, that's how he... Because it sort of explains and kind of retcons like how he found Mary, which is obviously right. kind of dumb if you think about it too hard. But it's like, oh, obviously he would be attracted to this kind of person because he's damaged in that way. Right. But that scene when he like my favorite thing about Watson is like what he you know he's about to go into this like smack house and he puts a tire lever as he calls it in his pants and Mary goes, why do you have that? And he just looks at her and goes, someone might need help with their car. Like, this dude's a little bit of a badass. Yeah. Like, right here, like you know, don't sleep on Watson; he will mess you up yep. for real. For uh, real. So that edge, yeah. that edge to his character, in addition yeah. to like the the emotional vulnerability that he has when he gets hurt, like so many times by Sherlock. But that little bit of like the anger that's inside mm-hmm. him, I think that's really compelling. Yeah. Yeah. Those the fury in those gorgeous eyes. <laughs> yep. Speaking of gorgeous eyes, we've talked surprisingly little about Benedict Cumberbatch. Considering he is the titular character, how did you guys feel about his portrayal? I know it's sort of in vogue to have this like, you know, dissociative kind of genius thing going on. That's it's been popular. Obviously, like Sherlock might be the most popular version or incarnation of that. But how do you feel he sort of plays off this like quasi, you know, sort of dissociative genius kind of, you know, bad anti-hero thing? I mean, do you guys like that portrayal? I do. I, I do as well, yes. I, I think he's really good. What I, I, I really like how it's very rare when I'm watching a really well-known actor in a role and, I'm, and I forget that that is not actually who that person is. Right. Yeah. But mm-hmm. watching Sherlock, like I'm very aware that it, it, I find Martin, I think Martin Freeman's a very good actor, but I'm very aware that it is Martin Freeman playing John Watson. For obvious reasons we've discussed. Yes, previously. but right. I'm, but I mean, like for the most part, like I when he is interacting with Sherlock and they're having one of their moments, I get lost in it yeah. and I kind of forget that mm-hmm. I'm watching yeah. actors. But there is very, very rarely a time when I'm like, "This is Benedict Cumberbatch on the screen playing Sherlock yeah. Holmes." He just right. is Sherlock Holmes, and I haven't seen him in anything else, so that might be part of it. I just recently watched The Imitation Game. I've heard it's um, really good, uh, and that I should see. I it. I really enjoyed it. I sort of, I mean, like, it was shorter than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Um, 
and it was more concise than I thought it was going to be. So, like, I came in, as usual, with, like, lower expectations, so I really, really enjoyed it. Right. Um, Kevin just watched Doctor Strange without me, which I'm a little annoyed about. That's a good movie. He didn't think I wanted to watch it. But then I, I said, actually, I, well, but then we watched the trailer and I was like, oh, this doesn't look like a superhero movie at all. I totally want to watch this. And then he watched yeah. it anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's he's out the of worst. the box. It sort of departs from the normal, like, superhero yeah. kind of thing. And I, I think they do a good job with that character. I, I thought it was pretty interesting. And I, I, at first it was like, Sherlock's doing magic and talking with an American accent. Like, what's up with that? But he does. He is such a good actor that he does sort of slip past that and you you believe the Stephen strange character yeah i agree and that's impressive considering he's like you know doing magic right right yeah given that i have now just like binged a bunch of sherlock i really do want to go red box doctor strange so that i can or 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 imitation game or whatever just some other benedict cumberbatch movie so that i can kind of go in having just been exposed for six hours to him yeah. as Sherlock and see him play something else and see if I get lost in the character the way I do with Sherlock or if I'm sitting here going... That might be tough. Yeah. That's what I'm wondering. I'm I would, wondering I would watch Doctor Strange because Imitation Game, he's basically Sherlock in the 40s. Okay. Like gay Sherlock in the 40s. But that's Alan Turing, though. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's right. true. Right. Uh, but, you can that too much. I, Right. I mean, exactly. That was, that was the thing about the guy. But, like... It, it may be that you're like, well, that this must have been kind of an easy role to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would be into seeing Doctor Strange. Um, I never saw it either. It was, so. I will say, it was one of those movies, those rare movies, that I thought paying the extra money for 3D was worth it because I thought instead of the visuals uh. just sort of being like, oh, fireballs at your face, like it was, right. it was an inventive and clever use of 3D instead right. of just like making things weirdly deep and filmy. Like, right. I thought there was, you know, people, just because buildings, uh, public service announcement, just because buildings are doing cool stuff and folding in on each other does not make it Inception. Like, guys, <laughs> that's not a new thing. It's called kaleidoscopes. Right. It's like right. we've been here. Um, but right. they do have those visuals, and they do them in a way that I think is really interesting. And not just that besides, but I, I did think that was one of those movies that's, like, worth seeing on a big screen. Was it was it the kind of 3D where if you don't watch it in 3D you're like oh there's a 3D there's a 3D no. moment okay. no I saw it both ways I saw I usually like I usually don't watch 3D so I think I saw it first in not 3D but it was told to me that it was like hey this is one you should check out and I thought it was worth it yeah. I will say now that we're on that tip that the other characters because they do get some really good Chuchel Edgy for Tilda Swinton are just amazing in the movie. I thought they were really cool. And then some of the other characters, like Maz Mickelson and Benedict Wong, I thought were really good, too. It's just side characters. But, uh, yeah. There's I, another Benedict in the movie? Yeah, so you got Benedict Wong playing a guy named Wong. How confusing is that? And then you got Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> playing a guy named Stephen Strange. Interesting. A.K.A. Magical Dr. Tony Stark. Cumberbatch. Huh. Right, right. Magical Tony Stark, right. <laughs> but that, that, again, is not his fault, or even the MCU's fault. That is just how Stanley wrote that character. He's like, what if, what if, what if I gave him powers? Like, you know, it's just, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. They were doing whatever back in the seventies. <laughs> back in the seventies, you had to, you had to, you had to bring in five characters a, a, a week or else, you know, you were out on your ass. Yeah, so like, that was a weird time in comics. Like I, who would care? Like still fan, like get him out of here. Like I'm done with this. But that was I, the thing. Iron man, uh, steel man. We can't call him steel man. Uh, War Machine? Yeah, yeah all right, that's yeah, fine. That'll 
<laughs> Thus was the editorial process. <laughs> and he's like, black. Oh, okay. I mean, sure, great. Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, um, fine. <laughs> Nard, would you like to tell people where they can find you on social media? No. Okay. All right, so I... <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. I would love to do that. Uh, so, in, for some reason, if you guys would like to hear more about Pokemon Go, I will warn you, it is very much about Pokemon Go. So, yep. I've had a lot of people like, oh, I listen to your show, but I don't play Pokemon Go, so I don't listen to it anymore. I was like, well, no shit. Like, why would you? That'd be crazy. Yeah. So, the, the Pokemon Go... I listen for the radio. Yeah, it's just, I just like the radio, guys. It's in stereo. I just have it in my left ear. That's how I do it. But Pokemon Go Radio, a show that my brother and I do and have a blast about it. You can find us at Pokemon Go underscore radio, or you can find us on Facebook at, face, at Facebook.com. That's how Facebook works. <laughs> I mean, you have to start there. It's true. And then there's probably like a backslash. On right? the web at theweb.com. <laughs> www.http slash uh, at, on Facebook at Pokemon Go Radio. And then you can email us info at Pokemon Go Radio. And yeah. Had a great time. Cool. Good. I'm glad. Well, thanks. Yeah, yeah thanks. thank you for, for hanging out. Uh, if you want to find us on Facebook, uh, first turn on your computer. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, we're on we're on uh, Facebook. Uh, you should join our group, Unabashedly Obsessed with Unabashedly Obsessed. Um, it's it's where where we'll it's sort of like our after after game discussion of these episodes where someone yells at me, that's not what lampshading is and stuff well, no, like that. that. That's, called um, your, that's called your phone where, where Mark texts you. Right. Um, <laughs> right. And then I just, I just paste screenshots up onto the, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that part is true. <laughs> um, yeah. There's a lot um, of good stuff going on over in the group. We are currently working on a novel. It is a collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll, I'll just leave that there for those who are interested to go find on their own. Cause we're still working on it. Liz messaged yeah. me today. She was if, like, I'm going to work on it some more tonight. <laughs> so it's not just me yeah, who's not if, done writing Werebear Erotica. Please, God, tell me this is true. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go to our group, and there's a, you, can, you too can write Werebear Erotica don't, with us. Podcast listeners, don't mind yes. the typing noise that I'm doing right now, because <laughs> I have no time to mute. Um, so yeah, Unabashedly Obsessed with Unabashedly Obsessed is the group. Um, you can find us on Twitter at UFO Podcast. Today the F stands yes. for? Benedict Fumberbatch. You said we, you said we weren't going to do it. You said we weren't going to make fun of his name. That was your idea. I just, repl- I just replaced his name with Fs. That's not making fun of his that's name. True. That's true. Freeman. There you go. Now see, that's a better one. Y'all, that name is Freeman's crazy. Eyes. Um, so at <laughs> UFO Podcast, um, I can be found at Unabashedly Aaron. I'm at Unabashed James. You can email us at unabashedlyobsessed at gmail.com. Uh, we are on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and Google Play if you wouldn't mind rating, reviewing, and subscribing. Um, that would be awesome. Uh, if you want to give us five stars and a nice rating, that would be awesome. But if you want to. mean a nice review? Yeah. Five stars is already a pretty nice rating. I mean, if just do whatever you want. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you want to give us a nice review, that'd be great. Semantics. If you um, want to give us less than five stars, uh, why don't you shoot us an email over at unabashedlyobsessed at gmail.com and just let us know what's up. Because <laughs> I'm willing to change any opinions for that five-star rating. Aaron's opinions. We will, I'll, if you know, whatever you want. Nara's opinions. Right. Show. Uh, yeah. 
if it gets from four to five. It's just some weird gas. Like, I don't know what that was. Yeah, if you don't like the sound of Nar's voice, I can yeah. fix it in post. Like post-post, because you won't have heard it till after it happens. We can get T-Pain to do all of Nar's lines. Um, we can uh-huh. do whatever. But so, yeah, shoot us an email if you want to give us less than a five-star rating. Thank you to Jamie Shaheen for our theme song. Did you guys know there was a ladder down here? And thank you to Emily Cardamus for our logo art. You can find her on Twitter at Corrupted Gem. I think that might do it. Nar, thank you so much for, for coming on our show. Yes, thank you so much. It's, thank you, guys. It's cool having guests. It is. It, it me, is. It makes, it makes me feel like, you know, fancy and important. And if you, guys, if you the listener, like having guests, like having us, us having guests, uh, just, get, just buckle in. Um, yeah. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yep. It's going to get guesty. It's it's going to get real guesty up in here. We may have some guests. Possibly. Um, maybe. In May. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Last pun of the night. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's going to do it pro- uh, probably for this week. Uh, I am James. I am Aaron. Uh, this has been Unabashedly Obsessed. You guys, smoking kills. And so do pennies. <laughs>